Hey friend, it's Chris. Welcome to Ecce Domino, Latin for Behold the Lord. Let's get beholding. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. First John 4, 7-21. NIV UK. Disney's Frozen is about the love between two literal sisters, co-princesses of the fictitious Norwegian kingdom of Arendelle. Elsa, the elder, is born with cryokinesis, the ability to create and control ice and snow. She's unique in this. Nobody else in Arendelle shares her powers. Elsa is responsible and reserved. The first time you see her, she's asleep because it's past her bedtime. Her sister Anna, though, is irrepressible feisty and spontaneous and bubbly. Anna wakes Elsa up and entices her by asking the question that will forever alter their stories. Do you want to build a snowman? Anna is a muggle, but that doesn't keep her from delighting in Elsa's magic or seeing its potential. This is a gift, beautiful and wonderful. Elsa is blessed. Elsa herself uses this blessing to express her love for Anna. She makes it snow, converts the carpet into an ice rink, she makes a snowman named Olaf who loves warm hugs. She skates, she slides, she creates snowdrifts to catch her sister as she jumps. At this point, Elsa is confident and in control. She's in her element. It's second nature. At this point, Anna feels so safe in her sister's love. She sprints ahead, jumping before the next snow mound is created because she's certain her sister will come through. But Elsa's not quite as quick. And then she slips and there's an accident and Anna nearly dies. Her life is spared at the cost of her memory. She's made to forget what Elsa can do. But over the years, she never stops asking, do you want to build a snowman? Elsa, though, is traumatized. Where once there was joy, now there's self-loathing and terror. Her creativity is stifled by the desire for absolute caution and control, symbolized by the gloves her father gives her. These inhibit her power as she's taught to conceal, don't feel. It's feelings that lead to unpredictable outbursts of ice. Elsa becomes a recluse, withdrawing from Anna to protect her from herself. 
She ceases to be who she is, instead trying twice as hard to impersonate the person she's supposed to be. Then, as is Disney tradition, her parents die. Elsa is made queen, but her secret is revealed in the festivities, and she flees. At first, it's a relief. She no longer has to worry about the worst-case scenario because it's happened. She's in self-imposed exile, and it's glorious and freeing. She embraces her power again, reveling in what she can do when there's no one else around to hurt. The people believe Elsa's a freak and a monster, but Anna will tolerate no slander. She leaves her fiancé behind to govern the kingdom while she pursues her sister to bring her home. Anna encounters a rough-around-the-edges ice harvester named Kristoff, who agrees to assist her in tracking Elsa for a price. But Elsa doesn't want to be found. Anna's arrival is an occasion for despair, not rejoicing. Apparently, Elsa has doomed the fjord to endless winter. She is the White Witch, only she didn't do it on purpose and she can't undo it. In her frustration, she once again accidentally freezes Anna, but this time in the heart, not the head. Only an act of true love can save her. There's a reason Frozen is my favorite of the princess films, and it's because it subverts expectations. There are two princesses. The one with ice powers is not the heroine. The prince is charming, but not good. It's not Eros, but Agape, that saves everyone. How does this relate to the gospel, though? We are made in God's image. We are like him in that we are relational. Love is risky. Not only might we be hurt, but we might hurt another. The opening song of the film is Frozen Heart. Anna has a literally frozen heart, but Elsa is just as frigid metaphorically. She's failed and she's afraid to repeat it, so she withholds her love. She thinks the best she can do for the world is to minimize herself, to hide and withdraw. But we each exist because we are essential. As Judy Barker says, if anyone else could do what God made you to do, he wouldn't have created you. There are no spare parts in the kingdom. Meanwhile, Anna has the opposite problem. She's overflowing with love, but has no one to lavish it on. So she sh settles for the first handsome, articulate, clever, fun man she meets. She's ready to marry him after one night. Love is an open door, though. With his dying breath, Jesus tore the veil in the sanctuary of the temple. Humans were no longer separated from God. We don't just have easy access. We have an eternally open channel, on top of which we have the spirit inside of us. Elsa's initial response is encapsulated by the song, Let It Go. To be honest, the trailers for Frozen were awful. I had no desire to watch it, but a friend came over and we streamed it. Note. I think illegal streaming is sin. It's theft. If I want to watch something badly enough, I'll pay for it. Otherwise, it's become an idol if I'm willing to break God's law. I don't do it anymore. Let It Go was the moment I fell in love with this movie. It so clearly articulates the loneliness and suppression of trying to be good on your own, as well as the joy and freedom of accepting who you are. I was excited when I left the faith. Suddenly, there were no sins anymore. I could do whatever I wanted. But what I found at the bottom of that cup of self-indulgence was despair, and it's what Elsa finds too. Doubling down, becoming the hardcore opposite of who she was, is a temporary solution. It's actually not much of a solution at all, as it creates a whole new set of problems. But there's a scene toward the end of the movie, where Elsa is kneeling on the ice amid the blizzard. Hans, Anna's ex-fiancé, is approaching her with a sword, believing that Elsa's death will end the unseasonable winter. Anna had been seeking Hans for true love's kiss, but she's now disillusioned. She knows he was only using her, but she's overjoyed to see the gruff Kristoff sprinting toward her. Someone does love her, and has proved it by going through the grueling journey alongside her. 
with her, as we say on this show. But then she sees Elsa, and she forgets herself. She runs to her fallen sister, away from the man who represents her only hope and chance for a future. Anna intercepts the blade intended for Elsa, freezing solid in the same instant. It's so unfair. It's so wretchedly wrong. Elsa, her cause of death, lives now at the expense of Anna's own life. See where I'm going with this? Originally, Anna believed her sister would never hurt her. You might have to squint, but it's redeemable if Elsa's biggest flaw is being cold. But then Elsa does hurt her. Not only does she hurt her, she kicks her out. She abandons her and even sends a giant snow monster to keep her away. Anna almost doesn't get the chance to die from the icicle in her heart because Marshmallow nearly kills her himself. But Elsa also made Olaf, who's now alive. If Marshmallow represents Elsa's defensiveness, Olaf is her unmitigated love. Olaf saves Anna, building a fire though it means he will melt. Olaf reveals that Kristoff loves Anna. We are fallen. We can do good, but often we choose evil, and sometimes we do it on purpose. We know it will hurt, and we want it to hurt. But there is a God who says we are worth it, worth his own life. Our wickedness couldn't change that. He took the blade intended for us. But that's not where or how either story ends, not frozen and not life. Anna unfreezes. Her act of true love has thawed her own heart. Elsa returns to Arendelle, becomes queen and masters her power. Hans is punched out and shipped off, while Kristoff is elevated to royal ice harvester and boyfriend-in-chief. Olaf is given a perpetual flurry. The key to Elsa's power turns out to be love. It's not a curse, after all. Not a burden. When her entire aim was to keep everyone safe from her, the power still leaked out. It's an inextricable part of who she is. But when she determined to harness it for good, control was restored. She knew this as a child, but fear made her forget. For us, sometimes we lose our own way when we discover our inner darkness. I know what it's like to feel like a grenade. If we're going to explode, might as well do it alone and far away. No need to take anyone else with us. But what if God has better for us than simply sin aversion? What if he's not into wronglessness but righteousness? What if he's put goodness inside of us and aside for us? Goodness is a fruit of the Spirit, by the way. Do you remember which fruit is first? Love. Love is the key to this whole shebang. It's why Jesus insists that the law and the prophets boil down to love, loving God and loving each other. Love unlocks us. Love frees us. Love empowers us. Love motivates us. Love guides us and love renews us. I love Frozen because it's so naive. What if something like this happened to us in America? Elsa would be worse than canceled. She'd be killed or she'd be caged and dissected. In Arendelle, Elsa is queen at the end of the film. In Arendelle, Elsa and Anna aren't just speaking, they're holding hands and skating at the end of the film. One more song, and one more point. Fixer Upper is the song the trolls serenade Kristoff and Anna with. Here's an excerpt. We're not saying you can change him, because people don't really change. We're only saying that love's a force that's powerful and strange. People make bad choices if they're mad or scared or stressed, but throw a little love their way, and you'll bring out their best. True love brings out the best. Everyone's a bit of a fixer-upper. That's what it's all about. Father, sister, brother, we need each other to raise us up and round us out. Everyone's a bit of a fixer-upper. But when push comes to shove, the only fixer-upper fixer that can fix a fixer-upper is true, 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 love, 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 true love. It's not just Elsa and Anna who change over the film. Kristoff does too. 
He goes from the smelly lug grumping reindeers are better than people to the man who loves Anna enough to let her go. Twice. He too is better with love and in love. He's no longer selfish, but sacrificial. When we invite people into love, they're forced to decide. They can fight, they can flee, or they can die. Not what you expected, right? But to stay in love, in any kind of love, not just romantic, is to die to yourself over and over again. Love isn't about us. It's about God. Speaking of God, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5, 6-8, NIV, UK. Be loved, friends. Be love, friends.